Thanks for listening to episode number 176 of the Ruby on Rails podcast. This is Sean Devine. I'm uh, I'm super happy today to have the first of our uh, Rails Rumble winner episodes. So I'm joined today by the solo winner of the 2014 Rails Rumble, Sarah Florimago. <laughs> I just totally screwed up. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to totally redo that. I'm joined okay. by the the winner of the 2014 solo competition, Flora Saramago. <laughs> That's super funny. And maybe this is the, uh, yeah. the reason that I've never done a podcast at 8.30 in the morning. My brain just is not, <laughs> it's not quite going. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, well, good morning, Flora. Good morning. Uh, I loved your entry into the, uh, into the Rails Rumble. And I haven't... I haven't quite even figured out why I liked it so much. Um, so I'm, I'm like excited to talk about that. So before we get to that, why don't you introduce yourself and, and uh, also tell us a bit about what your entry was. Um, okay. Um, I'm Flora Saramago. Um, I've been working as a web developer for five years. Um, the first two, I worked with PHP and then switched to Ruby on Rails three years ago. And I'm Brazilian, so I apologize for any English mistakes that I might make in this podcast. Um, so, PacPal is basically um, a tool to help you list uh, what you have to take on a trip. So, the idea is like to automate the decision process by asking you 10 very quick and simple questions about your trip, and then using your answers to come up with a packing list. So... The idea is to like spare you from the boring task of having to remember every single thing, and I hope it also reminds people of the less obvious items. Cool. So, that's, so you know, if someone wants to go and check it out while we're talking, it's packpal.co, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so p a c k p a l dot co. So tell me a bit about how you yeah. got the idea for this. Well, um, I've always been like kind of obsessed with lists. I make lists for everything in my life. And I also love to travel. So I think the combination of these two things made me really good at making packing lists. And my friends were constantly asking me for my lists to use it as an inspiration for theirs. And I was so obsessed with it that I always ended up like personalizing them a little bit bit based on their trip before I sent it to them and they loved it so I started noticing that there was a like a, a clear algorithm behind the lists and that I could turn that into an application if I just could like ask the right questions and but at the time I was really busy with work and college and I just never got around to it so the idea just kind of stayed in the back of my mind for two years and the Rails Rumble was like the motivation that I needed to like finally sit down and work on the idea and develop the application and like think what the exact questions I needed to ask to like make the algorithm work. So So tell me a bit about why why you decide to participate in the Rails Rumble. I, I I like this question a lot because I've I've participated a, a couple times and I always think back about why did I choose to 
you know, take that amount of time and put it into something like this. So what was your reason? Um, I think it was mostly because I thought it was fun, like the challenge sounded fun. Um, I participated last year, but um, we didn't even get close to to, being, to win anything. But I don't know, I, I really like to the starting process of making an app, you know, like working on the idea and like planning how the application is going to work. I don't know, it's just, I think it's a very fun part of the process. And as developers, we hardly ever get to do this because we usually work at companies that already have like products um, who have, uh, that have been like many developers already worked on them, so we hardly ever get the chance to actually start something. Right. Now, did and you do, was your entry last year a solo entry too, or was this the first time? No, um, I, I, I worked with a few colleagues. I had just joined a new company, and I didn't really know anybody, anybody there that well, but they they were participating and none of them wanted to work on the front end so they invited me to join them and i think it was because like girls have this reputation for being good with design and i'm not really good at it but i don't know they thought it might be good and i decided to join them anyway <laughs> now did you have, did you have more fun by yourself or with that team um I think by myself, but it was mainly because at the time I had to work remotely. I couldn't join them because I had they kind of invited me last minute, so I had plans that weekend. So I didn't like participate full time, and I wasn't there with them having fun. You know? Right. I mean, it was fun, but I don't know. This time, um, uh, this year, um, it's mine. You know, and I couldn't make. The decisions I could, I don't know, do what I wanted. I think it was a, a better experience. I think. So, do you mind if but I tell if you? I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Okay, go ahead. So, do you mind if I tell you uh, why I liked it so much? Yeah, uh, sure. Okay, Love so I uh, uh, back a handful of episodes ago. I went through. Uh, most of the entries, not all of them, but but all of the ones that look like I wanted to take a look, and then I I took a look at them and marked down what I thought about their concept and technical challenge and the execution and, and sort of any X factor extra stuff that I liked. And of all of the entries, so you came in fourth overall and won the, yeah. the individual. In my scoring, yeah. I think I had you sixth overall mm -hmm. and the top i think that also the top individual and it, which was fun yeah. right it was fun to see that there was that kind of similarity but the thing that i liked about it was uh two main things one the the first the first impression of the app is a plus so when you come to packpal.co there's like a white wall like you'd find in an apartment and then it you know, goes to the floor and then a hardwood floor and then a sort of suitcase with clothes strewn all over it. And then the, the name of, of the site and then this big start packing button on the left. 
And yeah. I thought that design was just spot on perfect. So t- tell me about yeah. how you came to that. And it seemed like a lot of other people had pretty good responses to the design. So just tell me a bit about how you, how you sort of got to the idea of presenting the site this way. Well, actually, I was trying to make it as simple as I possibly could because I'm not a designer, so I was so afraid of like trying too hard and ending up like having a um, I don't know something that looked amateur. So I tried to keep it as, as, as only like the absolutely necessary elements on the screen, and I know that. It's really important to have like a, a big call to action, like a button that you can't resist clicking. Right. And <laughs> and the, the background picture, I spent a lot of time trying to find the exactly right one because it's it's not too crowded, you know. And I know I think it looks fun in a way, and the colors and the vibe, you know. I don't know. Well, I like, so there, there are three things that I like about the picture. So I like, I like that it's an old leather suitcase. Like I think yeah. you, you don't see those that often so that there's something about it that catches your eye. Um, I like that apparently this person is only packing like cotton shirts of various <laughs> primary colors. Like I don't know where they're going, but they, 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 they really like plain cotton shirts. <laughs> And, and then yeah, I love and- I, I love the idea that the wall that like the plain white uh, wall um, kind of goes all the way up to the top of the screen and sort of looks like you know the, like you're painting the the text on the wall to some degree. So I like those three things about it. That's why I think it's fun. Yeah, I'm really glad about this picture. I'm really glad I found it. Where did you find it? It was at I think it was Shutter. Stock, the name of it's Shutterstock. a stock photography website. Yeah, I think it's Shutterstock. Okay, I think I have it here. So, do you think um, it's ironic that that because I read a lot of the comments about the app, and I think a lot of people liked the design. Do you think that it's ironic that that you built an app that people like the design of, given that you don't see yourself as a designer much? Yeah, it's pretty ironic because I was really trying to like um, avoid um, my inexperience in design. To like, I didn't want it to interfere negatively, so yeah. I just stick to the absolute basics. And I think people like that. I think I don't know. Many designs are too crowded, and they like get your attention away from the important part. So. Well, especially in a Rails Rumble where, you know, even in the best case, the, the app's not going to do too much. So I think, you know, create, creating a design that, um, I don't know, allows some focus on the functionality that is there is, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I'm really happy about it. So, so the next thing that I like, so when you hit start, um, it, it, what happens is where the, the button that says start packing or whatever the button said gets replaced mm-hmm. by like a an overlay that has a bit of a drop shadow on top of the picture that has a question and then the multiple select list about uh you know with the answer that you'd give and then you can see that there are going to be 10 questions at the top of the page there's a little 
sort of progress meter. And then, you know, you answer the question. So the first one is, where are you going? And it says different country. That's option one or different city in my country. So I would select, you know, say different country and I hit next. And then you can see the progress meter go from question one to question two. And then the second question sort of slides in from the right. I thought that this was... Um, sort of similar to the just simple punch of the homepage. I think the design of this little questionnaire is so nice and simple. Yeah, I I thought the progress bar was really important because when you're being asked questions, you kind of like to know it's going, you know. I mean, I, I wouldn't like to answer a questionnaire that's 100 questions, you know. So I think the user feels more comfortable when he knows exactly how far he's gone into into the questionnaire. Yeah, it feels respect and, respectful, I think. You know, like Yeah. The app is respecting your time, which is which is nice. Yeah. And I also wanted the questions to be ridiculously simple. Like, yeah, they are. Was, <laughs> yeah, my goal was that you shouldn't spend more than twenty seconds the whole process. I mean like two seconds per question or something. Yeah, because I think any more than that, and people would get bored. You know, be like exhausting. I don't know. But I wanted to avoid any negative feelings. You know. So let me read you the questions, and then I'd like to talk about how you came up with them. So, the first one was, "Where are you going to a different country or a different city in your same country? Where are you staying? Like a hotel or a hostel or a friend's house? How long are you staying? Uh, what's the weather going to be like?" Uh, the reason for the traveling, like, is it a vacation or a business or going to a concert or whatnot? Are you a, a man or a woman? Uh, what kind of technology do you want to take? And there was a bit of a list. Are you going to go swimming? Which I, I love that question. And then what about <laughs> sports or outdoor activities? So that was the entire thing. Those 10 questions are the entirety of the questionnaire. Tell me a bit about how you came up with those 10. Um, well, where are you going is... More like because I had to, I had to know if you had to take like your passport and money in different currency. And I don't remember exactly everything, but there are, there are differences. And um, next one, where are you staying? Well, if you're going to like a hotel, you don't have to take like your own towel because the hotel will definitely have a towel. <laughs> right. and, <laughs> I hope so at least. And like if you're going to a hostel you need to take a lock because there they usually have lockers and you should bring your towel because it's very unlikely that a hostel will give you a towel. At least not without charging for it. Right. And I mean short term rental you should probably probably bring like papers and to prove that you're yourself right and they usually have a lot of the basic stuff so you don't have to worry about many things and friend's house you should probably remember to bring something for your friend for having over <laughs> a gift and, of some sort right yeah <laughs> yeah well, it yeah. was that. So it was that sort of like the the thing that I loved about the questions were those little details. Because like when I saw, um, when I saw the the option friend's house, it was clear that that would end up being you know triggering a 
uh, you know, bring them, bring them a gift or some such thing. Um, yeah, everything triggers something. Yeah, but I thought that was cool because um, it's the sort of thing that uh, one would possibly forget. Because, you know, the there's a bunch of things you're not going to forget. You're not going to forget to bring pants, you know, or shoes. But you are going to f- forget, potentially at least, to bring a gift for your friend. And uh, Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that people just only remember when they're already there and it's too late. Now, I'm pretty forgetful, so, so I, for me, it's possible I'd forget just about anything, I think. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Yeah, when I usually make my packing list, like, I start several weeks before the trip, and so that I have time to, like, go back to it many times and remember the little stuff that I would definitely forget if I just started packing a day before traveling, you know. So, so tell me a bit about the process for making this list of questions and the answers. Did you just have like a, did for a few weeks before the rumble, did you have an, uh, a list, I guess also where you were just jotting down the, the, the different sort of attributes of a trip that could trigger packing requirements or did you, did you tackle it in some sort of different way? Well, I actually started thinking about this list, um, two years ago when I first thought about this idea because um, that the, those were the questions I usually asked my friends when I was making packing lists for them. So I started thinking really early about what I need to know about a trip to figure out what you should be taking. But it was kind of long. Um, it had like, I think, 15 questions. And I thought it was too much when I when I actually sat down to develop the application. I thought people would, wouldn't want to answer 15 questions. It was too much. And so I started removing them as, as best as I could. And right, like really thinking about what do I really, really need to know? You know like what is absolutely crucial that I know? And I always started working on that, I think, two weeks before the Rumble. But I already had the, the base that I had created two years before. So, yeah, I think it was a process. But I'm really happy with the result. So what did, uh, what did you win for this uh for your your solo prize were there any aside from this this appearance on the show uh what was your what was your favorite gift did you they gave out like gloves or something this year right yeah boxing gloves um i actually didn't get anything yet um but i'm supposed to get uh, the rails rumble custom boxing gloves and five hundred dollars amazon gift certificate um for the best solo Oh, that's nice. And yeah, and fourth place, there's a bunch of s- subscriptions and and gift cards for s- services. Oh yeah, look at that. And so uh, it, it's on the Rails Rumble site, but there are like I don't know, maybe fifteen or so sponsors. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that was yeah. nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, speaking of sponsors, this was my uh, not so elegant segue. Do you mind if I read our first sponsor? No, not at all. Okay, so we have two sponsors today. The first is uh, longtime podcast sponsor, Squarespace. 
So you've heard us talk about Squarespace before, but there's big news. They just came out with a new version called Squarespace 7, and they've made everything simpler and easier to use while retaining the power and complexity of the Squarespace platform that you already know. Squarespace 7 refines all the powerful features from Squarespace 6 into one seamless, unified experience. They've uncluttered your workspace, simplified the whole website-making process by letting you add content, and customize your design all in one window. And you're going to spend less time building this site, more time doing what you love. (laughs) Now, which is a funny thing to say, since what we love to do is make websites, but anyhow. uh, For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com. And use my offer code, Sean sent me. So there are some great new features in Squarespace 7, like cover pages. Sometimes you just need a simple page to communicate your personal brand, promote a new product, or announce your latest album. With cover pages, you get all the power of Squarespace on a single beautiful page. Squarespace also has partnered with Getty Images to bring you Getty Images integration. You can get access to 40 million professional stock photographs, like the uh, the great one that Flora used, I think, uh, <laughs> that ordinarily cost hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars per image. Now, you didn't spend thousands of dollars for that image, did you? I hope not. Definitely not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, anyhow, with uh, Getty Images integration, uh, those uh, images are available for just 10 bucks an image for Squarespace customers. They've also got these new tastemaker templates. They're working with cool musicians, artists, architects, and chefs to develop new templates that cater to each profession. You can use the same designs as the world's most influential people and then customize them to make uh, them your own. So to get started with a free trial, uh, you don't need a credit card. You can start building your website today. When you sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use my offer code Sean sent me, and you get 10% off to show your support for the Ruby on Rails podcast. Thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of 5x5 and this show. Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. All right, we are done with that. Uh, so my uh, guest last week was also from Rio de Janeiro. This oh, really? is two weeks in a row, which, uh, which <laughs> seems somewhat remarkable to me. Uh, yeah. Really? Do, do you know, uh, Carlos Sosa? Um, no, he's, uh, he, he, uh, people sometimes know him because he's one of the, uh, the instructors at code school. So if you go to code school and watch one of their videos about learning rails or JavaScript or, uh, whatever. Um, he's the, he's the guy that does a decent number of the Ruby videos and JavaScript videos. And he, uh, he lives in Orlando now, but he, uh, he grew up in Rio. Yeah. That's nice. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a small it, world. it is a small world. And, and in, in both episodes, I made some sort of verbal gaffe. Like I did screwing up your name at the beginning and his English was just right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the same in this episode. <laughs> Uh, oh well. Um, so tell, let, let's talk about the technical side of PacPal, okay? Um, mm-hmm. So t- tell us a bit about how it works on the back end. I mean, the app is pretty straightforward. Um, what's what's actually going on? Tell us a bit about how you designed it. Um, it's actually very simple. Um, like the questions page is like one page, one single form, and you just see bits of it. Uh, each one at a time. So this form gets sent, and I made just uh, um, a class that analyzes each answer. 
and adds the corresponding items according to the, the answer. And this week I added the most complex part, which was the quantities of each item, which is kind of hard because it's very subjective and it's kind of personal, I think. I don't think you can, like, come up with a number that will please everyone, you know. Like, how many shirts should a human being take on a trip? It's really difficult. So, I try to, like, create, um, I don't know, different criteria for, like, if it checks if you're, like, if you're a female traveling or you're a male, the number of options of shirts is probably different. You know, like, women usually want to have more options and stuff like that. But technically, it's really, really simple. It's just a very long logic, you know, to because I have to figure out each item based on every every answer. Now, what did you use to make the uh, to make the the, the sort of workflowy form? You know, the ten step form. Did you just roll your own, or did you use some pre built approach? No, I used a pre built approach. Um, it was just a tutorial, really. It wasn't like a, like a plugin or anything. It was just a tutorial of how to they give like the JavaScript, and I just changed the size and the content inside the boxes. But it was everything was really really simple. I think I, I it's part of the reason why I chose this idea is because I knew it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like a big technical challenge so I could focus on making a nice product and would like focus on the functionality rather than taking an adventure in a technical something technical that I didn't know quite so well you know so I got a, I got a real appreciation for I think what a Rails Rumble entry needs to do to win when I when I sort of did my informal unofficial judging this year. Um, mm -hmm. cause I had the list of, I think there are 166 entries that were actually submitted and more teams started, but n not everyone finished. Um, yeah. but anyhow, I, I went through the 166 and then I, I spent, I don't know, maybe 15 seconds on the, the page where the, the, uh, the little synopsis of the project is the list page and picked which ones I would take a look at in detail and then ended up taking a look at those. And the reason mm -hmm. I think that your design is so, is the right approach is that, you know, in the best case, you only have like a, a someone that's going to judge, um, only has maybe two minutes or so that they're going to spend with your app or, you know, two mm -hmm. to five maybe. And, uh, to your point, if you had done something that was, uh, like way more complex, I would have never even found out, right? Because it's just, you don't have enough time to go through and, and look at the details. So optimizing for that first punch, the initial impression, and then the experience that you'd have inside of a couple minutes is like the way to, the way to go. If you care about winning now, you know, I think it's reasonable to, for someone to say they don't care about winning, right? They just want to have fun or explore some new thing or who knows what, but if you, if you like want to compete, then your approach is the way to go for sure. 
Yeah, I, I thought like uh, the description is a very important part. Um, I got really frustrated with some entries because they had a really long text on the description, and I don't think that catches people's eyes, you know. So sometimes it could be a, an amazing app that I would love to see, but I wouldn't click on it because to find out what it does, I had to read a long text. And I was looking at a 106 text, so I thought, like, I made a point of, like, describing my app in one sentence. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you had room was- to spare. So your description is a smart packing list generator. <laughs> now that <Yeah>. is, <laughs> that is succinct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Five well, words, that, that is I, pretty good. Yeah, I, I used to work at startups when I was in college, so I learned this kind of thing, like, if you can't describe your product in one sentence, then it's not simple enough, and if it's not simple enough, it's not good enough. So I kind of follow those guidelines, you know. You know, I think I see now why I accidentally called you Sarah at the very beginning. Because your your name is Sarah Mago, which is your last name, of course. Now that I <laughs> now that I have, have gotten this right, oh, oh well, oh well. Why? I don't I don't get it. Why Why did you think I was Sarah? Well, because oh, okay, you're, because your name is yeah, just, it doesn't yeah, yeah. say your full name on it. So I had like like fused into my brain Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, so let's talk about your, your approach that you used for the weekend of the rumble. And I think this is, I think it's interesting to talk about if you're part of a team or an individual, but since you were an individual, um, how many of the hours did you work? So it's a 48 hour competition, right? Like how many of those did you work? How did you break up the work? What did you do beforehand? Let's talk about that. Well, I did a lot of planning the two weeks before. Um, I didn't really like write user stories or anything. I just did a very, very detailed to-do list. And I broke this to-do list into three parts because since I'm in Rio, the Rumble actually started for me on 9 p.m. on Friday. Ended 9 p.m. on Sunday. So I had three days. And and I, I, was, I decided I would sleep. <laughs> because I think it's important. So so I had th- three days, and I made a specific to-do list for each day, like what I wanted to accomplish on that day. And it was also good because I could have, like, a good notion of how well I was doing, like if I was running late or something. And so the preparation was the to-do list, and I worked on the questions, and I sketched the interface, though not not in very great detail, but just a general idea. And well, that was it. And and did it um, did it go as uh, did the actual uh, process of building the app go as you planned, or did did things take yeah. a left turn in some sort of way? No, it was exactly as I planned. I'm a little better actually, and. But that's because um, I decided to do something that was technically simple and focus on the product. So a big part of the time I spent developing was like working on the algorithm to 
to figure out what items the user should bring according to the the answers, you know. Like, I spent very little time, like, working on the technical side. I, I didn't even use any gems beside the obvious ones, you know, like Postgres and, and right. jQuery and stuff. So, how many lines of code did you did you run rake stats to look at how few you wrote to get this done? Um, I didn't, and now I think it's too late because I added so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> but everything was really short and simple. The only class that was really hundreds of lines long was the one that analyzed the the answers and added the items to the list. So. Right. So uh, how, how much did you I, end up? How much did you end up sleeping during the uh, weekend? Um, I think about six hours the first night, and maybe yeah, maybe seven the second night. Oh, that's pretty. I good. think it's yes. <laughs> I didn't want it to be stressful, you know. And I know I work better when I'm like rested, you know. I, Sometimes at work, I spend a lot of time trying to solve a problem, and like hours, and then I go home and sleep. And when I get back there, I solve the same thing in 10 minutes. And, and so I know that about myself, and I knew that if I didn't sleep, the results could be worse than if I slept, you know, so... And the other tough thing is if you've got things to do during the week, you know, you've got a job or you're in school or you've got kids or, you know, whatever, it's really hard if you, if you, you know, kill yourself during the weekend and then come into Monday feeling so lousy, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like at some point I felt like I could do that better, but now I'm getting old. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work that well anymore for me at least. Yeah. On, on Friday I, I was really tired because I had worked all day, so... So I just did the very simple stuff on Friday, you know, because I knew I wouldn't be as focused as on Saturday and Sunday. Right. Uh, well, let me, uh, we've got a second sponsor. Let me quick read them. And then if you don't mind, do you mind talking about some of the other entries that you liked? Did... Oh, no. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, let me do the second sponsor. Then we'll do that. Um, so a frequent sponsor of the show is Codeship and, uh, so I'll tell you a bit more about them. CodeShip's a free continuous delivery service that's really simple to use. They offer 100 builds per month for five private projects for free. Uh, just insert a comment of mine here. So I use CodeShip on my own work uh, for every project. And uh, I, uh, when I enter a hackathon, which I have recently, um, I think CodeShip is fantastic because it allows you to make sure that your app is building successfully. And if, if you've written tests, then the tests are still passing and then gets that deployment process pushing out to you wherever your app is hosted. And uh, so anyway, so for those that are listening and planning their next hackathon, I'd suggest using CodeShip for it, given that you can uh, uh, use it for 100 builds per month, which is enough for the hackathon for free. Anyhow, the whole product has a big focus on usability. It's uh, very easy to use can set up continuous integration in a few easy steps and your software will automatically deploy when all your tests have passed. CodeShip has great support for multiple languages and test frameworks. You can easily integrate with GitHub and Bitbucket for code hosting and then deploy to cloud services or your own servers. 
Start out with Codeship's free plan. Setup only takes about three minutes. You can find out more at codeship.io slash 5x5ruby and use the offer code 5x5ruby to get 20% off any plan for three months. You can also check out their blog at blog.codeship.io to get updates. Thanks to Codeship for sponsoring the show. Okay. So were you able to look at some of the other entries? Yeah, um, I have my favorites list right in front of me right now. Oh, good. Uh, I think it's so quick aside on that. I I think it's such a nice thing to do for the community to actually take a look at all the entries. You know, because like so many yeah. people work so hard on the projects. And the most frustrating thing if you've done... Um, if you've entered a hackathon and really, you know, given it your all is to feel like it, you know, not a lot of people ever got to see it. Um, yeah. So anyways, I think I it's, I think idea. it's cool that you took a look at it. Yeah. Because, um, I, I really like the idea of the other competitors kind of deciding, um, who wins anonymously, of course, but I, I like that we all get to vote, you know? Like it's, um, I was really happy for me because um, it was a lot of people deciding that you know it wasn't just a small group of people that looked at it and decided if it was good or not. It was like a, I don't know. It, I think it's very fair. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, it feels. It feels. It doesn't feel you know yucky. <laughs> it feels okay, which I think is good. Yeah, because like if there was like a. a I don't know, five judges um, and you win, and like, okay, I won because five people thought it was good, but it's very different when hundreds, no, 166 people think it was good. Yeah, yeah, that's the teams, and I think there are probably, and the average number of people on a team was uh, like 2.6 or 2.7 or something, so it's a lot of people that judged. Yeah, and also, like, the people who judged knew exactly how hard it was for you because they just went through the same thing. Exactly. So, I, I really like the, the idea. Um, so, I my number one was Awesome Recipes. Did you see that one? Yeah, you know, it was I, like, I can't believe it. It's, it's super interesting to me that you bring these guys up because I did not choose them to take a detailed look at. Really? Like so, when, when I did well, my I, initial screen, I didn't pick them to take a look at. But then I heard other people like them a lot, and I thought, "Geez, isn't that interesting?" That like here, <laughs> if I had looked at them in detail, I probably would have liked it a lot. Yeah, I love what they did because did you look at it now? I, yeah, I, I did now. Mm-hmm. Because um, me and my boyfriend are learning how to cook these days, so um, it was actually a problem that I have because. We always like forget steps on the recipe. Like we're in the kitchen and we have this tiny text, and sometimes it's hard to stop and read carefully, you know. And I think their solution makes it all very visual, very very obvious, you know. So you like can glance at the recipe and know immediately what you have to do next, you know. It's super fun so, too. I mean the yeah, it's fun to to like create the recipe. So, so the idea I really people, like for people that haven't seen it, the idea is that instead of the recipe being like a, a printed out list of steps on an index card only, it's this little like sketched 
it's this little sketch of the recipe that sort of is in the style of that app paper that people use on iPads. So there's like a yeah. little cute sketch of the pot with the, you know, the, the uh, burner on underneath and then like a little cute carrot and the chicken and all these things. <laughs> and you draw the steps and it's really, it's quite compelling looking. Yeah. yeah it, like it's fun to both create the, the, the recipe and use it when you're actually cooking. So I really liked it. Um, number two, I I chose Invite.io, um, which is incredibly simple, and that's why I love it. It's like just um, it's similar to PayPal in some ways. I mean, you just follow um, a few steps to create an invitation, and that's it. And they just give you a, a URL for the invitation that you generated and you just pass that around. It's incredibly simple. Like, the design and the usability, everything is, like, completely straightforward, you know. And I love it because of that. So this is interesting. So your first two are two that are are not ones that I initially screened. Um, yeah. To look. And I looked at a lot of them, so it's not like... A, but I, I think it's interesting because you said before that the, you know, it's so important to optimize that little intro paragraph or sentence in the screenshot, and this shows why because there yeah. are these great apps that maybe someone sees or maybe maybe they don't. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I also liked Story Trees. Um, mm. Did you see that one? It's I did. Like yep. Someone starts telling a story, and the others collaborate, adding pieces to the story. Um, it's actually something I played as a kid, and I think it looks great, and it's something, I don't know, it's fun. Yeah, no, um, the, just yeah. so people know, so Story Trees came in 8th place, Awesome Recipes came in ninth place, and Invite IO I don't think um, placed. Yeah, probably, people probably didn't vote for it for the same reason I did vote for it, because it's really, <laughs> really simple. <laughs> So what, um, what else did you like? I like Bling, which is the alert system for teams. Oh, mm -hmm. um, it looks really good, and I like the idea. You know, of, I don't know, I never really saw an app to do that, like, at least not one that was looked really good, you know, and it was easy to use. I liked it. And um, how was that one spelled? What was the name again of that? Um, D-L-I-N-G. Okay, D-L-I-N-G, yep. Yeah. Cool, I think it's fun. The, the ones you picked are quite different than the ones I picked. I, um... Yeah, yeah I, I picked very few like winners, I guess. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> but... Um... I think it was because, like, I picked the ones I personally like and not the ones I think should win, you know? Mm -hmm. um, um, but next one I picked was Surge. It was, like, for... Um, it was to... I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
Surge, it says here, I'll read it. It says, Surge helps developers to understand their Rails application models and the corresponding associations. So it's like... Uh, yeah, it's kind of a drag and drop thing yeah. to like create um, models. Um, yeah, I don't really remember what I, I thought it was. I don't know, I thought it was useful, you know, because I think there are many tools to do that, like that have a nice usability, you know. So the um the did you take a look at the ones that the top three refactor cop high guys and coffee yeah yeah um yeah um refactor cop is really cool, but um I don't usually work much on open source projects because I always like I have so many projects that I want to start myself that when I have the free time, I I kind of work on those, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought High Guys was quite fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. The one that takes a little like a screenshot or a little uh, webcam shot of you every I don't know, however often, like fifteen minutes or ten minutes yeah. or five minutes, and then everyone on the team can see, you know, their uh, colleagues staring blankly into their screens all day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but it it looks really good. It does. Yeah, yeah. Like it. it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had more time um, in the judging period for like really looking at each one, you know, because I think I missed a lot of really great ones. Right. So, so if you were if you were um, organizing a hackathon, given your experience the last two years in the Rails Rumble, or let's talk specifically about the Rails Rumble. Are there any things that you would adjust, like things you'd add or take away or modify in some sort of way to make the experience even better? Um, I don't know. I think the Rails Rumble has been evolving a lot in the last few years, so I think they probably already fixed a lot of problems, you know. Like the, judge, um, like the judging, I think, this year was a good example of that. Yeah, the judging and... Using Heroku this year, I think it changes a lot because it's really frustrating to have to like spend a lot of time configuring stuff, you know. I remember instead of th- three years ago, that. yeah, three years ago, I remember the first Rails Rumble that I did. I um, I was relatively new to to Rails and Ruby, and even newer, and that's saying something to like DevOps. And mm-hmm. I was the designated guy on the team because I was the most technical guy on our team <laughs> to get that up and running. And oh, is it stressful? Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> and Heroku's not stressful. Well, it's also boring. I don't. I don't know if everybody agrees with me, but I think it's, <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> I think you're right I mean, that not everyone agrees with that, but I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people choose this as a career, so, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would be definitely less excited to, to participate if I had to configure the server. And I think it's, it would be really hard for solo teams to to really deliver something interesting if they had even less time because they had to, to um, configure the server at home. Right. Well, they certainly couldn't get the 13 hours of sleep that you got. That's true. Yeah, definitely <laughs> 
And, and it's hard to like be good at, at DevOps and development and design. Yeah, uh, and co- and co- copywriting is a big thing, and coming up with the idea. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of different things going on. Yeah, so I think it was great to like wait this step. You know, like I, I think I didn't spend more than ten minutes deploying. You know? Yeah, and so which is that nice. Was a, a, yeah, very nice. <sighs> So tell me a bit, if, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd, uh, for the last few minutes we've got, I don't know much about Rio, and I think I'd, I should consider coming to visit. Is it, a, is it a good place for someone from the northeast of the U.S. to come to visit? Yeah, definitely. They usually love it. Um, I think it's a much better place to visit than to live in. Oh, really? <laughs> a lot of, yeah, a lot of people would kill me for saying that, but... Um, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I was a tourist, you know. <laughs> so is is it because so is, is the weather, the weather is quite good, right? It's hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's funny because, like, tourists love our summer, but we hate it because it's, like, too hot. Um, not, not uh, I'm generalizing. Um, I'm talking more about myself. I, I hate it. <laughs> but... Is it is it, it humid also? Yeah, very, very, very bad. So is it kind of That's similar problem. to, I mean, I, I don't know if you've spent much time in the U.S., but I, I asked Carlos uh, Sosa from Code School, and he, he said mm-hmm. that it's similar to Orlando, where he lives now, that the, the weather is kind of comparable. And I mean, Orlando's hot. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and it, it, Rio yeah. is on... I mean, so the only real things I know about Rio are that that I've seen on TV. So I sort of can imagine the, I can imagine what it looks like. It looks, it looks interesting. Yeah, it is. It is very interesting. It has some very beautiful places. And I think an interesting culture, um, especially for people who aren't used to it. Like, people are very warm and, like... I don't know, it, like you, you get into a taxi and the driver starts chatting with you, you know, um, something I don't really see much in other countries, at least not in cities as big as we you know. How was, uh, that I, how was having the World Cup? Was that, as someone that lives there, was that a big pain or quite cool? Uh, no, it was fun. Um, before it happened, it was like people were very angry because... Because the like the government spending money on that, well, we have so many other problems, you know, like in hospitals and education, and we have so much to do. And people are angry that they were spending so much money, like in a stadium, instead of in a hospital. So. And then everyone, after the World it, Cup, did people feel that way more or less? Much less. When it actually started, like, everybody loved it, and uh, I didn't see anyone complaining anymore, you know. They, like, immediately stopped complaining. It's kind of funny, actually. Huh. And then even and, after the fact, as people look back on it, um, they, they have pretty good memories on, it, on average, or, or... Yeah, at least I do. I think it was fun. Um, it was nice to have so many people, you know, from different countries... And I, I work in the Copacabana neighborhood, 
which is a favorite <laughs> for the tourists. Oh yeah. So yeah, so I got off work and people were speaking all sorts of languages in the street, and I, I thought it was fun. That is fun. Yeah. Every time they came back from commercial, on, so I watched the a uh, decent number of the games on TV here. And the mm-hmm. first thing they'd say on uh, every single time they came back from, from vacation was, you know, live from Cop- Copacabana Beach or, you know, coming to you from... <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that so many times. Yeah. <laughs> and that, so they, like, they put, like, huge screens on the beach so people could watch from the sand. And it was, like, millions of people on the beach at the same time. <laughs> Have you traveled much outside of uh, Brazil? Yeah, um, back back through Europe. Um, I actually lived in England for eight months, and I traveled a lot around Europe. And I went to the United States just once, just to California and New York. Oh wow! Well, well, I went. Those aren't exactly next to each other. <laughs> Yeah, not at all. <laughs> That's the one I wanted most to see, but so, yeah. <laughs> it was like two trips in one, you know. Right. So you went to New York City and which part of California? Um, Around, uh, we like uh, did a road trip around Silicon Valley and San Francisco. We went to Yosemite and Big Sur. Mm. It was a great trip. And yeah. California has some beautiful, beautiful places. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really fun, like, to stay a few days in Yosemite and Big Sur and then go to New York. (laughs) It was, like, a big contrast. Did you like New York? It was fun. I love it. Yeah. It's a great place. I grew up in, um, I grew up in New York State, but not New York City. So I grew up uh, in what they call upstate, which is, so the capital of New York, which is Albany. And, uh, it's a yeah. I grew up in the middle of nowhere, and uh, but then ended up living in New York City for for a bit, a few years late, a few years after college, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. and now I live north in New York City by a little bit, but I love it there. I, I lived in um, the West Village, uh, which is sort of like the southwest side of Manhattan, and then in Brooklyn, and just loved it. It's a great place. I would love to live there some sometime in my life because I think it's. Awesome, really amazing place. So I recently moved to, to Connecticut, where I live now, from Chicago, and I'd, I'd recommend Chicago. That's Chicago yeah, is pretty good. Things about yeah, I, I, there's so much to see in America, so I think I'd have to go there many times to actually get to see everything I want. You know? Yeah, well, yeah Chicago the, is definitely on my list. When's the next trip? Do you think? Um, probably next year because my sister is getting married and she lives in New York, so oh, I'll have a very good excuse to go. <laughs> is there, is there sisterly jealousy here <laughs> since you want to live in New York? <laughs> no, it, it, it's actually funny because, uh, she, she's a PhD uh, candidate at Stanford and she studies literature and everybody thinks it's funny that I'm a developer and she's a writer and she's the one who ended up in Silicon Valley, you know, but, but no, I, I'm really proud of her. Cool. Really happy for her. Well, speaking of proud, you should be very proud for winning the, uh, solo competition. A lot of people competed and there were a lot of good projects and yours stood out. So good for you. 
Good for you. Do you now? Do you brag with all your friends and family, or do they not even? <laughs> do they not even care? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Sometimes I say that I'm a celebrity. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you've got those boxing gloves, you can threaten them with uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A harm if they don't respect your victory. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I appreciate you taking time in your Sunday morning to talk with me. I enjoyed it so much. Um, yeah, me too. Is there anything you'd like to promote before we uh, sign off? Um, just PacPal itself, now that it has its permanent URL, and I've been working on it and adding features, so I now have a version that I really like, and so I'd really like people to check it out and see if they like it and see if they find it useful for their trips. And that's it. All right. Uh, what about Twitter? Are you on Twitter, and do you like if people connect with um, you that way? No, not really. Um, I have um, a website, floresaramago.com, where I have my resume and contact information of every kind, but not Twitter, not yet at least. <laughs> wow. So th this is a first. So I've done a lot of episodes of this show now, <laughs> many, <laughs> and <laughs> no one has ever said no on Twitter. You're you're, you're <laughs> cut, cutting against the grain. Is it because you don't like Twitter, or because it's not popular in your sort of community? Um, yeah, it, it was popular a few years ago, but not for like um, work. It was more like, uh, oh, I'm hungry right now, or something, you know, like huh. silly stuff. <laughs> and so it was just stopped using it and. It sort of became a business thing, but yeah, I really just never really got into it, you know, but I think I probably should for the reason you just mentioned. <laughs> well, maybe. I took six <laughs> months off. I took six months off like a year and a half ago, but I, I just decided I like I liked Twitter, <laughs> so I'm going to keep on it. <laughs> All right. Well, so if uh, someone wants to support, uh, support Flora, go to packpal.co. Is that how you say it? Is it packpal.co or packpal.co? I don't know how people read that. Dot yeah, co. I, don't, I, I don't know either. Um, I'm going to go yeah, dot, dot co. It, yeah. All right. Yeah, as long as they don't confuse it dot com. So. Exactly. All right. So packpal.co or dot co, and uh, you can learn more, see your resume, et cetera, at floraceramago.com. And you can, you can get to everything uh, related to Flora from the Rails Rumble website if you see her entry. Well, thanks so much, Flora. I, uh, I've appreciated the time. If, uh, if someone wants to connect with me on Twitter, I am barely known. Thanks.